بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا قم بعده Brothers and sisters, I'm, since I'm doing this uh, whole series on Sahaba, I thought actu- actually I should have done this on the first day, but anyway, uh, I thought let me say some basic fundamental things. First of all, who is a Sahabi? Who do you call a Sahabi? Now, different people have different in- uh, definitions, but the best definition, the safest, is somebody who, in a state of Islam, as a Muslim, saw or was in the company of Rasulullah and died on Iman. Because there were some Sahaba who were blind. So they did not actually physically see him, but they were in his company, uh, like Umm Maktoum and so on. So any Muslim who saw or was in the company of Rasulullah in a state of Iman, I'm saying saw or in the company because some people accepted Islam at the hand of Nabi Sallallahu himself. Other people accepted Islam elsewhere, but they are still Sahaba if they saw Nabi Sallallahu or they were in his company and they died in a state of Iman. That is one of the conditions. If somebody was a Muslim, then later on he left Islam, then he's no longer a Sahabi. So that is, Sahabi is male, Sahabiya is female, and Sahaba is plural. So this is the way. Now, anybody who is a Sahabi, we say after his name, Radiallahu Anhu. And if it's a, if it was a Sahabi, if it was a woman, then we say Radiallahu Anha. When we take the name of a Sahabi who was the son of a Sahabi, for example, Abdullah ibn Umar or Abdullah ibn Abbas. So Abdullah ibn Umar is a Sahabi and Umar ibn al-Khattab is also a Sahabi. They are both Muslim. Then we say Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma because it is two people, two Muslims. When we say Umar ibn al-Khattab, we say radiallahu anhu because his father was not a Muslim. Right? Uh, similarly for Abdullah ibn Abbas, we say Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma. But Abbas bin Abdul Muttalib radiallahu anhu because Abdul Muttalib was not a Muslim. So when the name of a Sahabi whose father is also a Sahabi, both are Muslim, then we say radiallahu anhuma. If it is one whose father was not a Muslim, then we say radiallahu anhu. So also with the, uh, with the women. Now it is the adab of our culture as Muslim. As I mentioned to you earlier, our culture is not Indian culture, Pakistani culture, Arab culture. Our culture is the culture of Islam. So in our Islamic culture, Adab is the fundamental principle. Respect, showing respect. So you will see many people. Umar said this, Abu Bakr said this, Uthman said this. This is, I won't say it is haram, I won't say the person saying that will go to Jahannam, but definitely that person who is saying that is speaking like an ignorant human being and is definitely not from the adab of this deed. Right? I won't even take the name of my, of my father without saying some Sing to it. How can I take the name of somebody whose my father and mother are sacrificed on them? I mean, how, where is this other? So this is very important for us. And I always tell people, if you are in such a big hurry, don't take the name at all. Right? What is the urgency? Where are you running away? What's happening to you? Why can't you say, Radhiallahu what is the big, big, big issue? But we see this, all, especially, may Allah forgive us, I'm, I'm not 
you know, beating up America, but America is the classic place where this most, in our country, this doesn't happen, right? In America, the whole time, Omar said this, Abu Bakr did this, Please, when you take the name of a sahabi, it is due to them that you say, Radiallahu, because this is Radiallahu Anhu, again, one more thing, Radiallahu Anhu, Radiallahu Anhu, Allah was pleased with them. This is the statement, right? So you are making a specific statement about the stay, about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with relation to that person. How do you make that statement? Because Allah himself said so. Radiallahu anhu wa radu an. So on a side note, therefore, to say radiallahu, to call somebody else radiallahu anhu other than a sahabi would not be correct because we can't make that statement about somebody just like that because we feel like making it. Here is my Sheikh who I love so much and he's such a holy person and so on. So therefore, Radiallah. No, 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 no. Radiallah, no, Radiallah is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's statement about the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu Therefore, we use it only for them. We don't use it everywhere. Other than the Sahaba, as far as the Muslims are concerned, whoever there are, including our parents, people who have passed away, whoever it is, as long as that person died on Islam, we, call, we say Rahmatullah Ali. This is a dua. Allah's, may Allah's rahmah be on this person. So we can say this, alhamdulillah. There's no problem with that. Whoever it is, rahmatullah alayhi, rahmatullah alayha, and so on. So this is the, this is the thing. Now, the sahaba, to, to continue with that. So therefore, we, we know who is a sahabi. We also know how to address them. Third thing is, it is our belief as the ahlu sunnah that all the sahaba of Rasulullah we treat them equally. We do not raise one over the other, except where there are Dalail for this. For example, Abu Bakr al-Siddiq anhu, he is the Abdul of the Sahaba, he is the Shaykh of the Sahaba, he is the number one of the Sahaba, not because I am saying it, because Rasulullah made him, said this, he made it like this. There is a beautiful hadith, a woman came to Rasulullah she said, with a question, and Nabi Wasallam said, come tomorrow. He said, Ya Rasulullah, if you are not here, what shall I do? Meaning, if you have passed away, what do I do? He said, go to Abu Bakr anhu. He, she said, if he is not there, what shall I do? He said, go to Umar. Ibn al-Khattab So this hierarchy of the Sahaba that after Rabbi Sallallahu in in, uh, in uh, India, Pakistan, when we do the khutbah uh, for Juma, we uh, each one we name. We say Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, Afzal Ba'd al-Anbiya ibn Tahqiq. We say this, right? So Abu Bakr al-Siddiq is number one and, and Umar ibn al-Khattab is after him. This is the hierarchy of the Sahaba which is established by Rasulullah himself. Therefore, we say this. But generally speaking, our belief is that, Alhamdulillah, this is who is higher, who is lower is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to decide. It is not my job, your job to make this statement. As far as we are concerned, all of the Sahaba of Rasulullah were truthful. They were in the, in the, in the terminology of hadith, we say thiqa. They were truthful. They were, they were uh, reliable. They were people who we believe when they say something. Now, it is the work of the fuqaha who have, for example, if there is a hadith about something which has been narrated by two sahaba, the fuqaha have given precedence to one sahabi and taken it from him and the same hadith they may not have taken from somebody else. This is the, this is the job of the fuqaha. It is not my job or your job. They have the reasons why they do that and so on and so forth. Alhamdulillah, we follow whichever imam we follow, we, follow, we go with that. We don't have to get into those arguments and whatnot. Anybody who is interested, by all means, please study Usul Hadith. Please, please go to that. 
then you are free to do what you want. But as normal people like me and you, we stay in this area of safety, which is, alhamdulillah, we respect all the sahaba of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam equally. We consider all of them, them to be truthful and we accept what they have said. So, as far as we are concerned, a sahabi, the statement of the sahabi is a dalil in deen. The, the amal of the sahabi is a dalil in deen. So, if there is a something which... And especially among them, the Khulafa Rashida take precedence again because Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said this. And that is uh, Abu Bakr, Omar, Uthman, Ali, Radiallahu Anum, Ajma'in. You can say this like this. If you have to say many names, you can, at the end, you can say Radiallahu Anum, Ajma'in. So this is uh, the other of this. So we take from them because the fundamental reason we do that is because, remember, the Sahaba are the protectors, the preservers and the propagators of the Kalam of Allah. How do we have the, how do we get the Quran from the Sahaba? The Sahaba took it from Rasulullah. Right? So if we do not, if we find fault with the Sahaba, if we, if we say so and so, and then therefore it can end up with, and with, with getting, uh, problems with the Quran itself to say that the Quran, the, the, the transmission of the Quran itself was faulty. It was not faulty. It was, they, they preserved it. They, they communicated it correctly. And therefore we believe them because the whole foundation of deen is built on based on the uh, truthfulness and trustworthiness of the Sahaba of Rasulullah Now, just as a matter of interest, among the Sahaba, the Badriyin, the Sahaba who took part in the Battle of Badr, were given superiority and they were treated as the elite of the Sahaba. There is a hadith where Jibreel salam he came to Mr. Salam and he said, Ya Rasulullah, even among the Malaika, those who participated in the battle of Badr, we treat them as the superior of the Malaika. Like you treat your Sahaba who participated in the battle of Badr. Alhamdulillah. This is special, special status that has been given to uh, different Sahaba. And as I said, the best of them is Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, inshallah. Uh, as we go forward, we will talk about them individually one by one. But I thought this is some basic fundamental foundational thing which we should know when we talk about the Sahaba. These are the, these are the exemplars. These are the gold standard. These are the people who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised Jannah. We know the ayat of, uh, in, in, in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the Sahabi, Allah min al-muhajirina wal-ansar. And the, the beautiful, uh, ni'mah and rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Allah jalla jalaluhu left the door open for those who want to make the ittiba of the sahaba bil ihsan so those who want to follow the sahaba to the best of their ability Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala left the door open and Allah said they will be with them so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to, to enable us to live our lives as closely as possible to the lives of the Sahaba, to try to be as close to their practice because that practice is the practice which has the guarantee of truth. Anybody else, what they did, we don't know. What the Sahaba did, we know because this is the guarantee of truth from the Nabi alayhi salam. Anyone else, this one does that, that one does that, this tariqah, that tariqah, this shaykh, that shaykh, oh, we don't know. But what the Sahaba did, we know. And this has the guarantee of truth from the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and therefore we ask Allah to enable us to follow that bil ihsan and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to include us with the sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when we are resurrected 
and to follow Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam across the Sirat into Jannatul Firdaus